Hello and welcome to Please Watch This, where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to each other so they can once and for all answer the question, who has better taste? I sort of, I put a gap in a different place there for you, Hugh, this week. I know you like free-form intros these days. I do. Now we're getting into the high 60s. I'm all all for it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, it's, I I, I don't want it to be formulaic, you know, if we're both just kind of going, hello, please, welcome to Please Watch This, (laughs) the film podcast where two film, you know, it's... Boring, isn't it? It is boring, isn't it? When we've done, like uh, of... yeah, high sixties. So as always, I am Sam Blakely. As always, he's Hugh Dempsey. Hugh, have you had a good week since the Ides of March and uh, the and the declaration uh, of the president-elect of that country over there? That country over there, yeah. I'm pleased that that finally more or less went through, despite uh, the fact that uh, Donald Trump doesn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how narcissistic he, be- he is. That he's like. He doesn't believe that votes were cast legitimately. It's really hilarious uh, when they don't have power and they're making all these frivolous things because you're like, oh yeah, and there's nothing they can do about it. It's really, I like it. <laughs> they're not going to like win <laughs> these court cases. They're just going to... Yeah, anyway, we're not a political show apart from that time when we did that political film. But yeah, so there. it's interesting to see now like the fallout from it because he's like started... Like sacking people he didn't like. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, okay, uh, so who's going to have a backbone and finally, uh, you know, g- call him out on this? Or who's going to go down on this ship? And basically, let's all remember all the people who enabled this bullshit for, for years <laughs> who now want to save face. Well, Mitch McConnell's had to be very. Um, a lot of face to save. Like, that oh, the... No chin to speak yeah. of, but lots of face. Yes, yes. He's all like. Well, the president wants to, you know, go ahead and, you know, he's got a legal right to challenge, so we'll support him until then, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, anyway, it's all a big clusterfuck, it's let's say. The, uh, the absence of power and where, you know, where power resides is quite interesting, isn't it? How it can it can vanish in seconds from one person oh, to yeah. from the other. And my hat goes off to all those uh, hard workers who... I think did a lot of running uh, to get those long shots of him on the golf course, which I think will be quite an historic, <laughs> historic picture. The, the real heroes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know he was just on his golf course, like, what? <laughs> and he carried on. He didn't stop and be like, okay, I need to call a meeting. It's like, no, I'm just going to carry on and do yeah. these. Full 18. He, like, criticised Obama, didn't he, for being on the golf course loads <laughs> there's a, during his there's presidency. There's a uh, subreddit called Trump, uh, Trump Criticises Trump. And so anything that he's doing wrong, you can find a tweet of him criticising Obama for doing it, you know, it's, it's incredible subreddit. Uh, as for my week, Hugh, I've had a jolly good week getting I to... Uh, I wasn't going to ask. Well, I'll tell the listener, <laughs> they, they, love, uh, they love hearing yeah. about my week. Getting to know how to drive my car, basically, because it's petrol and a load of a diesel. So I feel I'm now stalling less and less as the day goes on. Uh, I also had a great uh, great experience this week talking to our old friend Dakota from ContraZoom Pod, who's... Um, very honourably agreed to rejoin us, even after all of the slinging and insulting we were doing at him over there in Canada. So, Dakota, yeah. we look forward to speaking Lots to you in snowballs. a short amount of time. Cool. Good, right. So, Sam, what film are we doing this week? This week, we're doing a film called Sideways, Hugh, um, which you've now seen from 2004, Ooh. starring Paul Giamatti, Thomas Hayden Church. That's me going sideways. Just... Well, do you know what Sideways refers to? being pissed yeah in, in the novel they're going to yeah. uh, they mention it a lot but they don't really refer to it 
in the film. Uh, but also Sandra Oh and Virginia Madsen, very good cast. Basically a small cast, that's basically the people who are in it, apart from some minor characters. Uh, I'll give a little plot synopsis, Hugh, and then I'll tell you why I love this bloody film. Uh, that is oh, our man. format. So, for those of you who haven't seen it, or if you've forgotten all about it, it follows Miles and Jack... Jack is due to get married, so they're going for a little honey, uh, honeymoon, a little stag week uh, in wine country in California. Miles is a big wine snob and a depressive. Jack is a sort of gad about Labrador. Jack the lad. He's a Jack the lad. And his goal in that week is to basically have sex with some random women before his wedding. Miles's goal is to have this lovely golf and wine nice sophisticated thing where he can also enable his alcoholism uh, and along the way you know they, they meet some beautiful women and Jack and Miles sort of, both sort of fall in love in their own way um, yeah. and it all comes crashing down obviously as you can imagine when when the women find out that Jack's going to get married and it affects Miles' relationship um, with, with Maya and um, yeah it kind of goes from there really it's it's a really fantastic film it's very highly lauded and it is very influential in uh, in the world of wine. I think it's fair to say. The world of wine. The world of wine. Uh, so in, in, in honour of it, I, I paid for and bought with my own money the... Uh, there's actually a sequel novel. Didn't get time to read it before this episode was airing. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. You can go by yourself if you fucking want to. It's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same writer. They, didn't want to, they came here to, to hear the, the sequel. They, they wanted to they know what a happened. a highly polished podcast where we do all the research. Well, you know what? Make your own. It's called Vertical. Yeah. Uh, so from sideways to vertical. Uh, hilarious. Also by Rex Pickett, just like the original. And um, I'll just start with a very, very quick um, nod to the... Introduction by do you know Gary V? I've heard of him. He's yeah. that like entrepreneur guy who's yeah. he's always on your you always been your suggested Facebook videos and it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, Vaynerchuk. That's right. And I he, think I saw a, him on YouTube once giving a lecture at like Google or something. That's right. He does a lot of those things and he tells young people to just you know suck it up and work hard and sort of life, deal yeah. with being be successful like me, deal with basically. being completely poor for the first fifteen years when you're trying to be an entrepreneur. You know, and he was a big guy in the wine wine world and he said. Um, when people ask me about Wine Library TV, which he starred, I often like to say that what makes me most proud is that it's one of the few things in the wine industry that I think has sh- uh, shifted the culture that has created wine drinkers. I often say that Wine Library TV is one of the few properties that has actually gone out and taken beer drinkers and turned them into wine drinkers. I think there has only been two other phenomenons phenomena in the last decade in the wine world that have done that, both more successfully than Wine Library TV. So it makes me sad that I'm in third, but I'll take it. Number two is Two Book Chuck, blah, 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 blah. Um, but nothing in the last decade, and maybe not since White, Zin- White Zinfandel was first introduced in this country, has brought more attention and created more pop culture and relevance than the writing by Rex Pickett of his first book a decade ago, Sideways. Um, and it is very influential. It, uh, you probably, you've probably seen that it affected the sales of Merlot, and Pinot. <laughs> so Pinot, Pinot Noir actually got a spike in sales after this film, and Merlot yeah. took a massive hit in sales after this film wow. because Miles being the snob, uh, when they're going to the restaurant, Merlot. and you know, Jack just wants to have a nice time with the ladies, he says, I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving if anyone orders Merlot. <laughs> yeah. And when I've seen yeah. Alexander Payne interviewed, he's like, Well, I quite like Merlot, actually. Um, it just it was quite a funny line uh, that they. Uh, Incorporated yeah. into the film, um, yeah. So that's you know, it's it's very influential on wine. As you know, I'm not really so, a big wine guy, but it does introduce you to that world. 
So why do you like it, not why does Gary really <laughs> <do you> like <laughs> it? <laughs> I'm trying to get him on uh, as a guest. I won't. Um, I like it because it's incredibly funny, and it's and it's sort of pointless sweet because it's it is really funny. It's 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 like Laurel and Hardy um, because in Laurel and Hardy, one is cleverer than the other, but they're both idiots. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, Oliver Hardy, he's the bigger guy, isn't he? Yeah. He, so you know, he's like, what did I, what did I do to get with this idiot? But then he's an idiot as well. So, or, or you know, a Mensa wanker and a perpetual jock, really. You know, that's kind of what it also <laughs> is. Um, they seem like two men who should never be friends, but actually, they're sort of both both flawed and both discreet. So you know, if you've got that friend who you sort of you're a bit of a fuck up with, but at least. At least neither of you will take the piss out of each other for being a fuck up, <laughs> right, you know, when you're together, um, or if you, you know, whatever. And they're both really flawed. I really like Miles. I prefer Miles to Jack, so Paul Giamatti's character. But the more I watch this film, the more I'm like, actually, this guy's a fucking awful guy. You know, he's he lies all the time. He steals from his mum. He's he just brings everybody's mood down, and he's probably a pain in the ass to hang around with and very pretentious. Jack, I've never liked. But I've always warmed to because he's fun, isn't he? You know, They're... he's very he's very uh, positive, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a, he's a very positive person, and he's the sort of person who things go completely yeah, wrong. He's not a guy <laughs> next to you in a foxhole. He, uh, you know, he's the sort of person that on a night out would be have more luck with women because he's just more fun to be around. You know, they don't need somebody to give them a whole soliloquy on Pinot Noir <laughs> on a night yeah. out. He's like, yeah, let's go party. Let's like ha- let's have some fun, basically. And I, I definitely relate more to Miles. You know, as much as I've been like a fun going out clubbing kind of person, I also struggle to be that sort of Labradorian <laughs> like Jack is. Hmm. Uh, so I do really like that. It's it's a film about friendship as well. Like I say, you know, they're unlikely friends in many ways, but their their bond is strong because they they're discreet. They they keep each other's secrets. Um, but really, it's more of a film about depression. You know, Miles is a guy who's seriously, genuinely on the edge, and he's the sort of guy that would just give in and commit suicide and then everyone would be shocked and then think oh you know actually this makes perfect sense <laughs> you know, all the signs were there for years that that's exactly what I was going to do um, from a filmmaking perspective it's really well shot cin- cinematographically <laughs> uh, in terms of its cinematography you know th- there's some scenes where the, the the camera's drunk you know as they get drunk there's a sort of like I don't know that, whether it's a colour like steady thing they or, use like a steady cam don't yeah, they as well that's right uh, when even though they're a handy cam, sorry. So it's not uh, so steady. Handheld shot when I think his Miles is coming back from the bathroom yeah, in the restaurant. Yeah, and there's the, the lighting as well, and the something about a lens or whatever people in that kind of Lovely. world uh, yeah. talk about. You know, it's not it's not uh, it's not a very realistic shot. It's very Let's not get too technical. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I got that probably went over your head. That it was pretty uh, pretty <laughs> jargonistic, uh, and it also feels quite authentic in many ways. I quite like some of the sets, like the. Um, the waitress that uh, Jack sleeps with towards the end, her her place, I, I remember being struck by what a shithole it was, and I thought, wow, somebody mm. must have had to decorate that set. I looked into it, it turns out it was an old meth lab where they got all got arrested, and they just didn't tidy up, and they went, oh, this is a great this is a great scene, <laughs> this is a great setting for this scene, so we'll just make it this shithole, um, and that just really stood out for me. But yeah, I, I, I just really liked it. It got an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay, and as you know, I, I'm a sort of, I'm not a writer, but I like to talk about writing and, and read about writing, mm. and it is a really wonderful screenplay um, on the page yeah. and, and on the screen, so that in a nutshell is why I love this film so much I do think I just think it's very funny and very moving 
Um, what do you think about this film that I might not like? I think there's a I think there's a very good chance that you won't like it. I, I do think on the balance of probabilities you'll like it, but it's very easy to dislike because it is a bit. Am I supposed to like this person? He's he's a bit of a wanker. I know you're not a big wine guy and you're not pretentious and we've talked about it in the past how you can be put off if something's a bit too bourgeois um, so I think it, there's a there's a good probability that there'll be things about the film what, you don't like what have we talked about where I said I was put off by something being bourgeois I think it was in the run up to us doing Marriage Story where you said you know you. oh yeah, yeah, they, bit, yeah kinda... they, they do have some, they, it is a very bourgeois divorce isn't it yeah and I know, I know you like yeah. Marriage Story so that's, that's a good sign but yeah it's a good film you know it, it is an incredibly bourgeois sort of film this one so it, you know, yeah. we'll see. I do think on the balance of probabilities, you'll probably like it, though. So I'm looking forward to finding out. Listener, I've rabbited on for long enough. We're going to go for a little break. And after the break, we'll have Hugh's views. Hello and welcome back to Please Watch This. We're now ready for Hugh's views. Hugh, was it a bourgeois mess or was it a rollicking ride of poignant comedy? What did you like about Sideways? Um, I always start my I always start my reviews with... Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I didn't know you were going to ask me this question. <laughs> I know, it's not like I've been prepared for this or anything. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't like to start my reviews what I did and didn't like, but I suppose, it's, I suppose I could say what I liked. In the order I've written it down on my notes, that's right. I make a note. Give it to us, listeners. I'm prepared. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, now that you say that this film won Best Adapted Screenplay, you can see that it's it's very well written. Yeah, it is very very well written. It's it's very funny. I must admit, I did laugh a lot at it. That's good. Um, which is a definitely a positive for this film. Um, yeah, I was thinking like the film's called Sideways or an ode to. Uh, alcoholism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which was like the other thing I was thinking. Or uh, The Hangover Part <laughs> 4, <laughs> something like that. Or The Pre-Hangover, you know. Yeah. It did seem very much, a, it was like, kind of like watching The Bourgeois Hangover. <laughs> you could call it. Middle Class Over. <laughs> um, I did think it was a lot like that. But it was very, it was well written. It is very funny. Um you know, you've got the the acting's very good as well because it's not like bombastic comedic acting. It's 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 that subtlety, isn't it? And and it's that sort of conveying the emotions with a glance and a look and mm-hmm. emotion and you know the actions that the characters take. Um, something that I did find very funny in it is like like you said, this film's ostensibly about these two these two men isn't it uh, Jack and Miles but I think it's more for me it's more about Miles oh yeah definitely you know even though Jack's the the groom you know it is Miles's film it starts on Miles which is always a good sign yeah it's more about his yeah like you said it's about his depression isn't it and how he's handling his divorce you know he's been divorced Mm. two years and it's still you know he's still kind of Put out by it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, still he's not... hung up on it, and his mum's still a bit hung up on it, isn't she? With the pictures yeah. around, and she's saying, you know, you should get back with her, and so on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I enjoyed Miles's rage in this film. I thought that I thought that was quite funny. When... He's one break up away from being an incel, red pill type <laughs> guy, isn't he? You know? 
Yeah, he's not he's not the most stable guy, is no, he? No. Um he's always like fighting and arguing with with his mate Jack who and you said yeah, they are very much an odd couple, aren't they? Mm, yeah. You know, Jack's like I do like the fact you wouldn't put them together, would you? Because Jack, you know, he's he's like you said, he's a jock, isn't he? He's big, he's tall, he's yeah. You know, if if they were ever gonna do like a a biopic on David Coulthard they used Thomas <laughs> Hayden Church because he's him and his they've both got the most squarest edge I've ever seen do you know what I mean yeah, um, yeah. and they, they're both really good in this film I must admit and you mm. can you like you said you see why I suppose when Paul Giamatti's character goes into the house to get the wallet you see why they're friends because they do things for each other yeah yeah exactly maybe yeah. it might be a bit one-sided <laughs> for Miles but I think you know like you said it like maybe they enable each other, perhaps you could say, which isn't a positive thing. But well, they enable and they challenge each other, don't they? Because if yeah. Miles had a friend like Miles, they would just have a suicide pact or something like that. <laughs> you know, he even says that when when Jack's ruining that nineteen ninety two bottle he's been saving for a decade or whatever, he's like, you know yeah. what? Despite all your what is what is it? You know, your cretinous ways or whatever. I'm glad you came in on this trip, and I'm looking forward to it in a way. Yeah, and I suppose Miles has more of a conscience, doesn't he? Because he's he makes him phone his wife back when the phone's been ri- his yeah. phone's been ringing. Yeah, oh, and, sorry, and, he, and, he, you know, and he and he does say, try to improve him or broaden his mind and his palate as well. Yeah, and he's like when he's saying the wine's not good, and he's like, I liked it. He's <laughs> Are with, you chewing um, gum? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's flirting with Sandra O's character. Um, so yeah, so I kind of like that the. the they're both terrible in different ways, aren't they? Oh, yeah. They're both... They're shits. Miles is a misanthrope. And, like... Yeah, do you want to like him in this film? Because he is quite hard to like. You know, he he goes to his mum mum's house to steal money. <laughs> That's the only reason he goes. He doesn't yeah. go to... Very last-minute card, cards and flowers technique. Yeah, he's going there to steal money or to... Or to borrow money that he's going to later replace. <laughs> there is a part of me thinks that he will put it back. That's very much that's you're benefiting a lot of doubt there. <laughs> yeah, he seems like the kind of person who would do that. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, I suppose so. He's, he would take it and then put it back when he's got it. Um, perhaps I would. Mm. I would like to know yeah. in that situation. But he will. But then, yeah. But he lies a lot, doesn't he? he? Lies. They both lie a lot, and he lies to. He lies to Jack. Does Jack ever find out that it was him who told? Um, I think uh, he suspects, Maya. but I don't think it was ever confirmed. No, no, which was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the like I said, they're both they're both terrible in their own individual way. Like you said, Miles is this misanthropic, sad. He's a sad sack, isn't he? he? Is. He's he's. I mean, he's clinically yeah. depressed. Is what he is. Yeah, I suppose. Although, but he's also a grump and a sad sack and a misanthrope and all those. I imagine. Things. Yeah, I imagine he was quite miserable before he was divorced, though, as well. And not <laughs> because he was a ball of fun. No. Yeah, I can't imagine him being the life and soul of the party. And it, I, it was one of those where it was hard to, like... You know when you watch a film and you're like, oh, this is the perfect casting, because I don't think anyone else could have really done it as well as Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Because I wonder where, sort of, Miles starts and he finishes. <laughs> they seem like a very... And it's, again, same for Thomas Hayden Church, as they seem to be both... Too similar. They've seemed very similar to kind of the, the characters they're playing. I think. I think yeah, I think so. And George Clooney apparently was he really wanted the role um, of Jack, and I'm so glad he didn't get it because I think he would have. I like him too. It. I like George Clooney too much, and 
Because he's so good looking and smooth, you just assume a level of intelligence that Thomas Henchurch seems happy not to exude, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. But you're um, right with Paul Giamatti. I think if you if you ever hear that ca- characterization description of schlubby, that's exactly what you like. Bit paunchy, doesn't really want to look sexy. Like he's got these awful, you know, brown shoes and his his polo shirt tucked into his waistband and all that sort of stuff tucked yeah, into his like, you know long shorts. He's like he's got a beard straight out of the eighties. <laughs> straight out of Rafa uh, Benitez's playbook. Well, Rafa had the the goatee, didn't he? This is more of a. He's got that like line beard thing going on, hasn't he? In the entire thing, which he looks like he hasn't changed his look in about fifteen years. It's like <laughs> if you still look like you did when you, I don't know, in like two thousand in two thousand and four, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> well, it's it's the Gertie plus, like you said. Yeah, that little jawline. It's, yeah, yeah, one step away uh, from Brent. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> and then, like you said, and then you've got um, Jack, who's you know he's a he's a he's a fun loving guy. He's 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 there for a very you know, he's going away because he knows what he wants to do and he's like, right, this is what I'm doing, you know, this is happening, so get with the programme sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so he's a he's an arse in his own way, like you said, because he basically wants to cheat on his girlfriend for either because he's not happy or mm. he just feels like this is what he has to do before he gets married. They, they never even really go into the psychology of why he does it. He does kind of... He does ask him, doesn't he, at one point, oh, do you think I should get married? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, I might not get married and... He's like, like you said, they both fall in love, don't they, with these two separate women in their own ways. And he's like, you know, Paul Giamatti's like, well, he's an actor. He, he probably did sell her. He loved yeah, her, you know. Yeah. Told her all sorts of... You can do, only do imagine Do you think he's just her. acting out of cold feet? Is that all it is? Or is it because it's the he's going to marry into this really kind of rich, stuck-up family and actually he doesn't want that because he's not that kind of guy? I don't know. It's, um, it's kind of both, isn't it? I think he's got a bit of cold feet. I think he's quite a free spirit. You know, I think he's a bit... I don't know if he's meant to be a bit older, because like, the actor himself is a few years older than mm. Paul Giamatti, but he's... Yeah, I don't, I'm not entirely sure. But he's... But again, he, he has got a likeable side, so... You know, he's... He's not the worst, is he? He's... I think he's a bit of a pig, isn't he, you know? That's about yeah, it. I think the, the part I didn't... I was like, I didn't like it. Obviously, like, it's not great that he's wanting to cheat on his partner before he gets yeah. married that's a shitty thing to do but at the same time well you know it's been known to happen men have done that before they've got married and that was it wasn't it that was their last you know their last <laughs> right. throws of bachelor <laughs> yeah bachelorism so to speak where it's when he tries to when he sleeps with the or he shags the, the waitress at the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just just from an energy point of view like you know, he's just had his nose broken, his face smashed in. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to screw this. Up. I'm going to go home with this chick. <laughs> what does he say? It's marriage. She'd appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> the grateful type. He's like, her husband came back. Did you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. She was married. Supposed yeah, to be back so... at six, fucker rolls in at five. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was like, that was when I was like, oh, that he's like you said, he's just a bit awful in that respect. So. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. And, you know, I learned a bit about wine, I think. Yeah, I picked up a new yeah. few phrases. I think maybe what I didn't like about this film is, at the same time, as much as you're not sure if you're supposed to like them, I also like feel, for me personally, it's like, well, Miles seems... 
I don't like Miles. He's very immature. Mm. He is a misanthrope, and he's not like the fun kind of misanthrope, you know, with like that kind of like a Charlie Brooker or something. Yeah, he doesn't. Ha- yeah, he doesn't have the deadpan humor. He's just a miserable prick, and he's and he is kind of being a dick to his friend for no reason. And he is. He's like, oh, what are you doing tonight? He's like, oh, we're just going back to the motel. And he's like, yeah, good. Mm. He is right. He is angry at him for good reason because yeah. he's he's ruining a potentially good night for him. And he is yeah. like, you know, you need. So I, and then I kind of got. So the question I asked myself with this is, with films like this, you even though it's set over like it's only set over a week, but you ask, is there character growth in this film? Do any of the main characters, so Jack and Miles in this case, do either of them grow as people? Do they change from what you start see at the beginning? Or is it very much in that Seinfeld mould of nobody learns anything, nobody learns a lesson? I think they do, because at the start of the week, Miles is basically suicidal. And I think at the end mm. of the week, he's rediscovered through a good woman, as people say. At the end of the film, I should say, not necessarily at the end of the week. He's he's rediscovered his his verve, you know, and and it is uh, an ambiguous. It's a great bit when um, Maya's saying to him, "I have to know about the novel." You know, did he go through with it? Did he commit suicide? And you know, and he has previously said this is a semi-autobiographical book, so it's like it's either his father's committed suicide, or it's about him and whether or not he's going to commit suicide. And yeah. I, I think it's a really good ambiguous ending where he goes up and. You know, knocks on her door, and I do think that's character growth. He's he's over his ex-wife. He's not. I think she's the key to him being a, a different, a new changed person. Yeah, maybe. But do you think he deserves? So I wrote down in my notes: Does Miles deserve Myra in the end? Because she seems like a nice woman. Mm. She's clearly got similar interests to what he has. She's she's you know she's educating herself. She's works hard. Like I, I suppose you could argue. Well, you only see Miles at his worst in this film. This is his like. This is his rock bottom. Basically, he's you know he's found out his wife's going to his best mate's wedding for whatever reason. I'm still not sure why she's going. She went to the wedding in that film. <laughs> it is that, odd. That's maybe a criticism of it. I feel like sometimes, and this this isn't so much a, a critique. This is more a critique than a criticism, I suppose. Is some of the drama in this film felt a little manufactured. Right. It was like, well, why is his best friend inviting his ex-wife to his wedding? It seems like they're kind of mutual friends and, you know, maybe she's friends with his fiance and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Especially he's, when he's the best man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he's he's massively punishing with Maya. With Maya. You know, she's gorgeous. She's yeah. The fact that she... Is so sensitive to see that this is him at his worst. Basically, it all comes down to that little those little speeches they give him on why he loves Pinot Noir, where it's so mm. light skinned doesn't doesn't like the heat and all this sort of stuff. Halfway through that, she clearly clocks that he's talking about himself. Yeah, she's so wholesome and wonderful and perceptive that she sees that he's talking about himself, and so she's brilliant enough to see through that and think well clearly this is a man who's suffering but I know he loves the things I love I know he's intelligent I know he's funny she, he's made her laugh yes he's a grump now but she's so mature that she's kind of she sees through that and you do think you know what you could have a much less complicated man who's really good looking actually because <laughs> you're a gorgeous woman who's smart and all these nice things mm. so he sort of doesn't deserve her but I am also willing to cut in the slack of yeah this is him at his absolute worst and I think the reason why I like the character is because ultimately he is very smart and he is very funny he's not a he's not an irredeemable prick you know he's actually I do agree with him sometimes you know when you when you've got that misanthropic mindset 
yeah. I do quite like him from that point of view. I suppose what I mean is, does he deserve it? Does his does his actions towards her or in the film say that he deserves her her affection? I suppose. No, I don't think at. so. But I think she sees through that. I think she sees him rather than how he's acted. That's fair enough. But yeah, other than maybe a bit of constructed drama and you know do these are these characters redeemable or are they you know no one learns a lesson you know the very you know Seinfeld-esque sort of look to things and then yeah, yeah Jack, Jack certainly own. doesn't grow does he <laughs> no but he does get married in the end doesn't he mm. he does go through with it maybe it is one last hurrah and getting into scrapes and getting into bother he somehow gets away with it and decides they're to call both, it lucky they're both at crossroads is crossroads in their lives essentially you know one's got a formal one coming up and he has to make a decision between do I go and work with her dad or do I carry on the way that I'm going or and obviously Miles is at a at a crossroads to sort of psychologically himself yeah you know he's got the he's trying to get this book published and they do throw I mean yeah don't get me wrong they throw a lot of like curveballs at him in this film that character does get he doesn't have an easy time of it you know he he first he finds out that the wife's ex-wife's going to the wedding Mm. then he finds out his book's not being published he then accidentally tells Mm. Maya that uh, his relationship with her you know yeah he messes that up by he's like well at least I told you the truth (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah it's you know they don't make it and then you find out you know, she's, his ex-wife's pregnant and he's miserable about that. That was a bit of a... Actually, I meant to ask you about that. So, he is still a bit of an arse because on his still on his mate's wedding, he then finds out that his ex-wife's pregnant and then he just pisses off to, like, a fast food restaurant. <laughs> and yeah. And it cuts. I thought he was going... See, I always kind of think, oh, he's going to see Maya. He's going mm. all the way back out there and he's off to go bring her to the wedding or something as, like, a... You know, to cheer him up or to make you know to make himself feel better. I kind of thought that was what was happening, and then it's just it shows it's a bit dark, and then he's he's in a fast food restaurant, and then he cuts to him in the classroom when some kids reading some some novel. Well, it's him in a fast food restaurant drinking his special wine. Oh know. yeah, sorry, it's his. Oh, you keep calling it his special wine. Does that mean it's a quiz question? <laughs> you know, I wrote extra quiz questions just in case it comes up. Because I can't. Because I'm telling you now, I can't remember the name of that that wine. Um, but I do like the talk. I like the way they discuss it. Is it is good and uh, yeah. stuff like that. But yes, yeah, so I did like this film. I wouldn't say I was blown away by it. I don't. I thought I, I was a bit. Yeah, maybe it was a bit built up in my head because obviously it's been around a good few years and I've heard about it. And yeah, probably wasn't. It probably wasn't amazing, mm. but it is well made. It is. It is funny. It 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 was a good watch, but I don't think it's a film I loved. No, that's fair enough. enough. I think for me, it's um, whenever somebody's asking me. So if I sit down with my partner, for example, and or and she says or somebody says, what kind of film would you like to watch? What I want to say is, a film like this, it's not a comedy yeah. out and out, it's like a heartfelt, interesting comedy film that I'm going to laugh at and and find really interesting and funny. It's like, a, and funny. It's like a romance bromance or bromance romance film, isn't it? Yeah. Because it is, it is about romance, because it's about Maya and Miles basically probably getting together. And it was funny you said that there was a sequel novel written, and I did, the one thing I did, and I suppose a thing you would say about this is, 
Yeah, I would love to have seen a sequel with these two characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they are well written characters, and they they are a, like they are a good odd couple. Like the bit when they uh, <laughs> when they got when he crashes the car, and then he's like, "Oh, it doesn't look like it doesn't look bust up enough like somebody's been hurt in this accident." Yeah. And he puts the breeze block on it, and then it misses the tree and goes <laughs> down the ditch. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's like a it's like, like a that. coming of age. Um, you know, we're about to graduate or we're about to go to college kind of film yeah. where you don't need to see them at college. You've seen them at the crossroads of their life. And I think with this, as much as I'm looking forward to reading the, the what happened to the novel, you know, the, the um, sequel, I don't finish this film thinking, oh, I wonder what happened with them next. You know, the, this is their, their chapter. Same with, like, Goodwill Hunting. I don't need to know what happens with Will after that, you've seen that film, haven't you? A couple of times, you know that film. Y- yes, <laughs> I, I think I've seen that recently. I don't need to know what happens afterwards because the point is that spoiler alert, vaguely for that. The point is that he went and did what he did. That's not. Yeah, I didn't even need yeah, spoiler. He went off. And I was did vague what, enough, wasn't he, I? You know, yeah. he, he he made a choice, and you're like, well, the point yeah. of the film is that he made that choice. Yeah. I don't need to see his journey and so on. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Uh, let's. Well, in fact, you've mentioned my favourite scene. Um, oh right, when oh, they, really? Oh. When they've got to crash the car twice. Uh, so that's my favourite scene. What would you say was your favourite scene in this film? Right. What? So just before we move past that, what is it that you like so much about that scene? Uh, it's just great slapstick comedy when the car misses the tree, um, and it and it sort of encapsulates a lot about their characters, which is kind of. Uh, called back at the end of the film when Jack says, "Why, why are you not messed up?" Well, I was, I was wearing a seatbelt. Oh no, sorry, the other way around. Miles says, yeah. "Why was I not messed up?" Jack says, "You were wearing a seatbelt," which is, you know, obviously a big metaphor for the whole relationship and their their approach on this their approach to life on this journey. Um, so I think the scene is a, just a small comedy beat, but actually it's got a lot to it, and it probably gave me the biggest laugh when I rewatched it. You're not expect when you first watch it. You're not expecting it like, <laughs> yeah. at all. You just assume it's just going to hit the tree harder, yeah. and you're going to be like, "Oh, that's bad." <laughs> it just goes, it just slides. Past. Just write it down a ditch. <laughs> I must. I was probably like, I was probably you know mouth aga- agaping <laughs> yeah. at that point. Actually, it's great. Um, it's a great shot. Yeah, I was surprised that they got the car out so easily. Actually, <laughs> I thought, oh, that's that could it. be a so whole other scene. That. Yeah, I was surprised that like it wasn't. Them having to call the, um, you know, like the, uh, the recovery vehicle, yeah. whatever. Well, then the bumper falls off and blah blah blah. I guess it's shoe leather, isn't it? That it's uh, pointless. How about you then? Favorite scene? So the scene I really liked was when he finds out that his ex-wife uh, is going to be at the wedding, mm. and he just freaks out and he <laughs> start. He gets out of the car, starts shouting because it's funny because he's very aggressive towards Jack at times, yeah. but. He can. He'll never act upon it because a he's a like you say, he's a bit of a schlub. But he just he's physically he couldn't really hurt Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Jack could just beat the shit out of him. So yeah, um, I like the way he just freaks out and then he picks up that bottle running of wine down the hill and then just randomly runs up down the hill into a vineyard and then kind of just runs out of breath and that's like his his like exasperation he's shouting at the sun kind of at the sky you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> roaring into the cloud <laughs> yeah I really I, I really liked that scene I thought that was really funny mm, um, wonderful and scene you, it kind of yeah it kind of summed up kind of what's wrong with him yeah so to speak. when I was thinking about favourite scenes as well I thought sort of most significant scenes are things like when all four of them go back to um, Sandra uh, what's her character's name um 
Stephanie. Stephanie. When they go back to Stephanie's house and uh, and Miles and uh, Maya seem to... Maya. See, uh, they have that poignant conversation. But there are points in that conversation and that scene where it just tips over to Wang Korean pretension. So it's like really well-written scenes and really memorable. But there's bits where I'm just a bit like, oh, this is almost too much on the bourgeois wheel of wine kind of stuff yeah uh, but you know when you, I mean, when you look at it as a metaphor my, for their character it's more interesting it was like my second favourite scene mm. that scene when yeah. he's talking about why he likes Pino and yeah. stuff like that really well shot just like one shot you know over the shoulder kind of thing and it's, it's beautiful uh, beautiful but speech. it is a bit but it is a bit you know like you said it is a bit um, oh this is a metaphor for him his, yeah, his yeah. personality and what he's like and what he needs in life and how he wants to be threatened. You know, what he's somewhat... Yeah, I don't know. Other than him, like, his character's... Uh, you know, his character getting divorced. Something's hurt this guy, you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, yeah. And I don't think you've ever seen what it really is. Well, think, he's, he's, like, his failure divorce as well, isn't it? And he's, he's just... He's not a very virile man, you know? No. I mean, they make up... Like, teachers are a bit shit in this film, don't they? <laughs> American I mean, films and TV are like that a lot, aren't they? Like, a teacher is the most sad and depressing job you can have, basically. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's low Well, an English and... teacher, I mean, fuck, yeah. aren't you lucky not one of those, eh? Well, that's it, and, and the scene in, in an English teacher's classroom, and they do it actually, funny enough, when you mentioned Hangover, I think Bradley Cooper's character is an English teacher. It's always yeah. there, sat at the front board, and some students reading from a book. And yeah. they go, shall I finish? no. Uh, yeah, go on. Let's finish. <laughs> Whatever. At least they did. Read, least read they chapters that. four and five as they're all running out when the bell goes. <laughs> at least they didn't do that trope of where they introduce the next lesson <laughs> two minutes before the end of that lesson. Like a boy <laughs> I, I always find really funny. It's like, perfect we'll do that film, next week. That what? What? Why would you introduce that now? Yeah. Where's your plenary? <laughs> the bell's yeah. going. Right. Quickly shout their homework at them as the bell's going when half of them have already left. Quickly. Yeah, chapters yeah. eight through twenty-five of of, of Simpkins. <laughs> yeah, it's always this, always the case. Um, the natural progression from favorite scenes. Any favorite line? I think for me, I had a lot, but I boil it down to one. Hugh, what's your favorite line? Um, it's more of an exchange between Miles and Jack. Oh yeah, which there are a few of them, and um, I hope I haven't got the same one as you in this case. But it's um, it's when they do. Are they, I think a beach or something like that. Do they go down to the beach? Go on. Where are? Where is he? I'm trying to remember which bit where they actually are. So it's basically when. So Miles basically goes, half my life is over and I have nothing to show for it. Nothing. I'm a thumbprint on the window of a skyscraper. I'm a smudge of excrement on a tissue surging at, surging out to sea with a million tons of raw sewage. See right there, just what just what you just said. That's that is beautiful. A smudge of excrement surging out to sea. Yeah, I could never write that. Neither could I. I actually think it's Bukowski. <laughs> it's just that. I think I sat on a bridge or something. It's yeah, so brilliantly like, funny. It is really good, and it turns out it's not Bukowski at all. It was something that um, either Rex Pickett or Alexander Payne wrote. Uh, but yeah, that is really, really? brilliant, isn't it? Ah. I'd love to be one of those people who just can occasionally just quote a little bit of something like little what um what uh Irwin in the history boys calls gobbits you know little gobbits of information just little quotes oh. just to have a rent a quote you know little little things like that. I'd love a to be that sort of well-read person who shows it on their sleeve like some pretentious wanker 
Yeah. yeah. That's what I'd like. I, but yeah, I, I like, it's just so funny because it's like, even when he feels like he's at his lowest ebb and he's talking about suicide and, you know, they talk about, um, what's the, f- oh book? yeah, what about the, that guy uh, that wrote, uh, yeah, Confederacy of Dunces. Yeah, they don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> he committed suicide and he hadn't had any published. It's like, yeah. what, what lesson do you want me to take from this? <laughs> you're just you're just saying facts <laughs> you're saying yeah. I can commit suicide <laughs> I might get my work published posthumously <laughs> I think I had a few favourite lines but I think the one I'm going to mention is it's a bit of a, a bit off hand actually it's when Miles is he's, uh, he's at like um, like 7-Eleven or whatever and he says I'll, I'll take a barely legal please um, the cashier gives him one and he says uh, no the new one <laughs> which I think is so subtle that like Oh yeah, he must get it every single week or every single month or whatever. No, yeah. I, need, I need the new one. I've got, I've got the old one. Imagine, oh, like imagine having to do that, having to go and ask for a porno. <laughs> That's awful. I remember made, hiding the Sunday sport or whatever within a copy of like the Sun or something like that, <laughs> so that he because you were classy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm a classy man. Um, but yeah, I think there's lots. And I, I do you really know what the like internet, it. the internet's killed um, porno <laughs> magazine bushes, hasn't it? It really has. The I kids these days. Oh, I don't know where do they get their porn well online um, Jack <laughs> when Jack says uh, you're my friend is when he's talking about how he wants to go have sex with Cammy. Um you're my friend and I know you care about me and I know that you disapprove and I respect that but there are some things that I have to do that you don't understand you understand literature movies wine but you don't understand my plight and I just love the use of the word plight plight because mm. it's almost like he's trying to aggrandise his situation of he's really horny and wants to sleep with some women before he's married <laughs> you don't understand my plight <laughs> yeah I, to be honest I only wrote down that, that one quote this week mm. There is, a, but it is an eminently quotable yeah film. it's wonderful I mean, it's a film there I must is, have seen ten lot. times and I, know, really? I never tire of this film never it's just oh, that's it, interesting it's a bit. It's almost a comfort film, or like I say, it's one of those films that when somebody wants a recommend, when somebody wants a recommendation, or they ask me what kind of film I want to watch, it's films like this, History Boys, mm. um, Crazy Stupid Love. They're sort of like comedies, but not straight comedies. You know. Yeah. No, it is. A, it is a good film, but it's a rom com. Yeah, I don't know if it. I don't know if if I really. It's one of those films that maybe, you know, we do the old, oh, if it's on in a year's time, we'll mm. watch it again and, you know, see if we like it. I think it's one of those that, if I saw it in, like, three or four years' time, I might, you know, if it was on, like, film four on a, at 11 o'clock at night and I was <laughs> sitting down to chill out, I might just watch it just because I've seen it now mm. and I can laugh at the bits that funny. Yeah. And, you know, the good lines and... And you, you like, don't have to worry about analysing every scene. If anyone else does Merlot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for, like, for a long time after seeing this film. You will hear the word Merlot more. You know, if you're in like a shop or a restaurant or something like that, you will have a weird aversion and think, mm, maybe I should try more Pinot Noirs. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I, I literally couldn't tell you what the difference no. between like a Sauvignon Cobb. See, I can't even pronounce it. Sauvignon <laughs> a Chardonnay and a Chardonnay, Lambrini yeah. and uh, all the rest of the good ones. Sauvignon Blanc. No. That's what I'm trying to say. Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. I'm trying to put an extra syllable in there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's a film that would that genuinely makes you think, oh, maybe I should try try wine. But when he's sort of saying like, oh, there's just a, a sous of um 
whatever <laughs> Swiss cheese or whatever. He's like, oh, fuck <laughs> is it Edam? Yeah, it's just like oh, and that's what you that's what you like least about it. And I'd hate to see Miles with another Miles or with a with a with a group of wine drinkers who are not Jack, because he would really ham that up, wouldn't he? Yeah, I don't think they would. He'd be bored because he wouldn't have someone to show off in front of him. <laughs> oh, they'd, yeah, they'd just be constantly straining to show off in front of each other. Oh, yeah, that was it. I knew, I knew I'd forgotten something. When she asks what the uh, the title of the book is, and he's like, the day after yesterday. And she's like, oh, you mean today? <laughs> and that's one of those where you're like, if that was just on the page, you'd think, oh, so Maya's like a bit of a ditzy character. And actually... It's almost not in keeping with their character, but it's a funny line. So they go, "Well, it's a funny enough line. Let's let's keep it." It's almost like Jack mm. is saying that to him. I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He's. It's kind of like. Well, she goes. Oh, you mean today? <laughs> you know, as if to it's go. like Anna Faris yeah. in, in like some sort of film. Anyway, um, we're gonna go for another break. When we come back, yeah. we're gonna get some uh, some numbers on this thing. We're gonna rank it and rate it <laughs> and <laughs> see what the critics Correlate, say. And then, get the, uh, uh, Tabulations. Get your tabulations out. Get your uh, I don't know slide yeah, rules out. Or whatever, whatever the kids are doing these days. And yep. uh, yeah, join us for the critics, the ratings, and the quiz. See you shortly. Hello and welcome back for the final time to uh, please watch this uh, the section final time. of this episode. Wait, wait. <laughs> this was a little, a whole sentence. This is the final oh, part, oh. final part, third and final part. Um, Hugh, would you like critics or would you like to express your own quantifiable ratings first? Let's go with the critics. Let's go with the critics. If you had to guess, if you don't know already, what would you say this would get on Metacritic? Um, You'll be surprised. Oh. Mm, like a 68 94 Metacritic 94 on Metascore wow. which is incredibly high I mean that just high. tells you who writes reviews doesn't uh, it absolutely <laughs> I think you're absolutely right there that is yeah, yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's the IMDB user them. rating is 7.5 but yeah this would appeal to a lot of critics and it, appe- it appealed to our critic the, the critic for our times our critic in pre-2013 a man, the myth. Old oh, Rog. Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. Give it four out of four stars. He said it's as lovable a movie as Fargo, although in a completely different way. Um... He says, Miles is not perfect, but the way that Paul Giamatti plays him, we forgive him his trespasses because he trespasses most of all against himself. And I think that is his saving grace. I, I, um, it was in a Stephen Fry novel, somebody saying, they've, they've, they, they've heard that when you're confronted with a gorilla that you might be scared of, you should start hitting yourself very hard because they will naturally try to defend you against you and, and care for you instead. And I suppose because he's so beaten up by life I guess you do you do love him for that or you you, you forgive him for that um, Ebert goes on to say one of its lovely qualities is that all formed characters are necessary the women are not plot conveniences but elements in a complex romantic and even therapeutic process and I think that's good I think they are given agency they're not you know ditzy one night um, stands and things you know even, no, even Stephanie who is like a fun time girl with Jack. She's got a lot more to her, you know, than that. Well, she's got a kid and everything, hasn't she? Yeah, and she's 
she's clearly, I think, somebody who would rather talk to Miles, but finds Jack just much more charming attractive. and seductive and attractive. Yeah, yeah. And exciting. When <laughs> she's like, oh, I am. Oh, she said, like, I've been a bad girl. Maybe you should spank me. Yeah, it's a great. <laughs> yeah, that's hot. That bit was hot. I was, I was like, yeah. Sandra, whoa, yeah, she was, <laughs> she was fantastic in this film. Um, however, Charles Taylor, uh, it was the lowest rating I could find on Metacritic um, from Salon. Gave it sixty percent. It's one of those where the the review is no longer available. The website's no longer available. But I got the the uh, the sort of. Um, Summary. Alexander Payne's new movie Sideways makes you feel like you're trapped at a dinner with the wise hass who's trying to convince you what a sensitive guy he is. And I think that's fair. I think there's... But I, that might be written in... That might be intended, I think. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly not supposed to be likeable, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And, and if you do like him without any sort of problem, then Just... you've you've got a problem <laughs> I think it's more like you learn to like him as the film goes on because you you, under, like, you understand his trauma I think so probably or you learn to understand him but I think I liked him right from the start but yeah you, you learn to excuse his uh, well I think you want to like the protagonist yeah, of any film from true. the start don't you when you know it's the protagonist especially when it's played so by you... such a good actor doing it so likeably yeah and showing a, a deafness of uh Natural ability, I guess. I yeah. suppose he's just. Yeah, I do think he's yeah. underrated. I know he's. I know he's. Not basically a household name and a and a well regarded actor, but I do think he's underrated. Um, generally, Paul Giamatti. It's a shame that uh, Thomas Hayden Church hasn't been in more things. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man really Three, and this is is the thing that most people would recognise him from. Yeah. Um, well, funnily enough, was... he, he's he was a lot like his character. Um, I can't remember the show that he was on, but he he was a lot like his character. He's kind of like. He'd, he'd basically given up acting to do voiceover stuff um, right. before this film. Oh, that's another bit that's really funny. <laughs> when he's talking about, I'm that voice, I'm the guy who does that voice. Yeah. I can't remember the line. It's about anal he's discharge. Like, you're probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, yeah you're line. dead, asshole. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so, Hugh, if you were asked to quantify your love of this film, how many fucking Merlots out of ten would you give us? <laughs> Uh, I'd give this a solid seven fucking Merlots. Out of <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad film. Mm. It's yeah, well acted, well written, well directed. There's nothing objectively wrong with it, and I think that's <laughs> that sounds da- like damning with fair praise. Actually, but, surprise, yeah. but it's um, th- no, there's nothing objectively wrong with it, and its well written bits are well written. I just I think it's a little bit too maybe I, I did mention this earlier. It might be a little bit too long. Mm. It could probably there's a good. There's a good ten minutes you could probably cut off this film, and still. I know what you mean by that. Anything. I don't know what I'd lose, but yeah, it doesn't feel like it should be a two-hour film. I personally, I think, would give this a nine out of ten. This is probably in my top fifty films. Oh, your uh, top fifty. Top fifty. I mean, I've seen. Wow. I've seen. Coming in at forty-nine. I'd, I think I'd, I'd say I've seen at least a hundred films in my time. So a uh, hundred. Sure. Pretty big praise. A pretty big praise big indeed. Numbers. So yeah. let's let's uh, see if you were paying attention to the film. Then Hugh, I've got seven questions because I was af- I was afraid that we would we cover some quiz, of these. Sam? Yeah, we're going to do a little quiz. Hugh, are you ready for quizzing? Uh, quiz me. Chuffing, we'll do it. So seven questions because we have covered some of these. Uh, question one: On what day of the week does the film start? Saturday, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. A correct answer and a timely reminder that Sorry, no, I'm just singing fantastic in the Sunday, isn't it? Question two. What year, <laughs> and if possible, what type of wine is Miles saving for a special occasion? It's 61. Good. I'll give you the point. But 
he was going to say he was saving it for his ten year wedding anniversary. I'm guessing it's it must be a Pinot Grigio. Um, apparently, it's got it's something like some sort of Pinot Merlot blend. Funnily enough, it's um, a Cheval Blanc. Blanc, but I, d- I don't know more than that. That's you know. Anyway, what course is Maya studying? I can uh, hear you clicking. Are you researching the Cheval Blanc? No, I was doing the mic <laughs> thing because I think it cut out. Uh, she's doing horticulture, masters. Very good, very good. I'll cut that down. Three out of three. And this. Uh, what, and this. <laughs> what is the name of Jack? What is the name of Jack's most famous role? What's it? You can either give us his character's name or. Uh, oh, he's shows. Doctor Something or other. His hair was short, long. His hair, his hair shorter. I, I didn't catch it to be honest. That's all right. said it's, 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 it does pass by. Derek Summersby. Um, From one life to live. Um, question five. What one is life it? to live. Yeah. So you know <laughs> okay. this one. What is the title of Miles' novel, and how many pages is it? Oh, I didn't catch how many pages it was. It's uh, the day after yesterday. That's right. How many pages? Well, it's two shoebox full. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Two shoebox. Uh, yeah, that's seven hundred and fifty. Is it crikey? When he, did he say that? He says to Jack when he says, "Did you read the?" The you know the, the new draft and he says oh yeah and he says what do you think about the the ending oh vastly superior to the original ending it says there was no new ending page seven hundred and fifty is exactly the same as it was before seven hundred and fifty <laughs> uh, two more questions question six what nationality is Jack's fiance Christine she's Armenian very good yes good well clocked yeah because um, yeah, he's like yeah because there's the line isn't it where um, where Jack says, oh, he's only just gotten over me being Ar- not Armenian. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> that's right. You picked up on it perfectly. I thought I thought you were going to say Greek or something like that. And finally, yeah. number seven, what medications does Miles take? Is it Xanax? Xanax, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And Lexapro. Oh, oh I didn't hear that. Lexapro. So I'll give you that point. So one, two, three... <sighs> For, I'll give you, I think, a solid five and a half out of seven. Lovely. Well, a I'm generous five and a half out of seven. Yeah, oh yeah. To see who's the, who is the film quiziest of them all. <laughs> now, Hugh, the remaining question for me is to ask you what film we're going to look at next week. Well, Sam, I thought, in my internal wisdom, uh, that we would watch a film called Black Klansman it's by uh, a little little well little known film director called uh, Spike oh, Lee <laughs> Spike Lee yeah my brain just went Spike Jones and Spike Lee <laughs> yeah. couldn't think of another director Spike ah. from Buffy oh dear it's happened again yeah <laughs> no. yeah we're going to do a Spike Spike Lee joint as he likes to call them yeah uh, starring uh, John David Washington and um, Adam Driver, Adam Driver. and uh, oh, what's the actor's name? Who was? Who, is it Topher Grace? Is that his name? Topher Grace. Yeah. What? Um, Topher Grace. What, Venom. Yeah. Yep. Off of Spider-Man He's also in this film. That so, is yeah. the that is the through line, listener. If you listen back to all sixty-eight episodes, you'll notice that there's always a Spider-Man three villain in the films that we watch. It's a funny little quirk. <laughs> yeah, Even yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, yeah. It just. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. There's yeah, so many just, villains in that film that we are yeah, getting through them. Did you? Alfred Molina had a cameo <laughs> at like 15. <laughs> Although he is in uh, Indiana Jones too. He absolutely is. And he's in Boogie Nights. Yes. Oh, what a great scene. What a great scene. Boogie Best Nights. scene of the film. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, right, so yes, yeah, so we're going to do that one. Do you know about it? Have you? I literally know of their basic, the Netflix like plot summary. I think it's a is literally it's a new member of the KKK, but it's black, and that's about it. I, I'm really looking forward to this because I love that cast yeah. and I love the filmmaker. So we're going to yeah, yeah I'm looking forward more to or less. That. Yeah, so it's basically um, John David. So it's set in the seventies. John David Washington's a new well, police don't, officer. Don't tell me. I want to well, I'm just giving you a quick. You, you know of... me. You know me. I consider a plot summary uh, a, a synopsis on the back of a DVD to be spoilers. So I don't. I don't know. We'll find <laughs> out next week, listener. Right. Okay. Well, you'll something for you to look forward to watch then during the week, and yeah. we'll give you more way about it. Absolutely. Um, so yes. Yeah, so we'll be doing that. Um, so yes, yeah, Sam. So the other next? question I've got for you, Hugh, is yeah. if they want to get in touch with us and tell us about the time they were the only black clansmen, um, how could they do that? Well, I would tell the FBI first. <laughs> no, so what they need to do is they need to go to California. Uh, they need to go on a wine tasting tour for about a week. Right. And then they need... Well, so when they're in one of the like vineyards, they need to see if they can get like access to one of their PCs. Yes. And then they can send us an email and tell us why they like why they don't like Merlot. Right. Uh, they can email us that uh, to pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail.com. Clever. Good idea. Yep, I think it is. It's the only way you can get an email out. I've been to California six times already this week. <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pissed all the time. It's <laughs> if um, that seems a bit too onerous, though, you can get onto social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Please Watch Pod. I'll be honest. I've let the Instagram oh, slide. Instagram. <laughs> I've let it slide. I won't. I won't lie to you. Um, I just find it less good. And, uh, it's like the biggest like marketing platform in the world, but yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We're not in it for the money. No, just for the but the women, the wine, the wine and the women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you all that remains for me to life. say is that I love the listener. You're probably yeah. sick of them. No, uh, <laughs> no, no. I'm warm into them. How do you feel about I'm... my class twelve C? Especially Drew. This is a shout out to Drew. If you've been oh, this far, this Dr- well, well done, Drew. Dr- You're now an Drew. Trooper. Drew, me and Drew, we're like blood brothers. <laughs> Look, I'm just, you know, we're so tight. I, I, couldn't, I can't go into it, Sam. We made a promise. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> he is about 17 here, so be careful. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, good. hello, Drew. So you like Drew the best. Good. And yeah. second, my brother. Um, good. Well, I, listener, I love you all. And uh, Drew, do your homework. And we'll uh, talk yeah, to you next week, everybody. Do your work. See you next week. Bye. Bye.